Hey folks, PC here from Wrestling With The Truth and Wrestling With The 80s. I'm glad you're enjoying another fantastic episode by Dwaylon and Steve. If you love the Armchair Booking Podcast, I think you'll enjoy my shows as well. Once you're done this episode, why don't you check out Wrestling With The Truth? It's a wrestling podcast that's a mixture of the modern product and old school memories from someone who's been a fan for 40 plus years. It's available on all your favorite podcasting apps and even on YouTube. Finally, if you're looking to relive the 80s, check out Wrestling With The 80s on YouTube as well, where I focus on old school matches, legendary territories, and crazy characters. And make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any great content. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. I am your host. My name is Stunning Steve Barber. And joining me, as always, is my absolutely awesome co-host, the intellectual rock star himself, Delicious Dwaylon Davis. Hey, everybody. And, wow, I mean, there's not really a one topic that we're going to be hitting on today because there's actually a few good, pretty mm-hmm. big news topics, you know, at least big to us. Um, I mean, they're not extremely major, but, to, you know, they're, but they're still major. Uh, they're probably bigger than minor. Yeah. 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 There we go. So, uh, <laughs> and, you know, of course, I mean, I got, uh, you know, I had some, you know, pretty cool things actually happened to me this weekend, especially relating mm-hmm. to the world of wrestling. And, you know, it's just been kind of a, just a busy week. And I do want to give, first of all, give a shout out to the guys at the Finish Your Wrestling Podcast, because we hung on for two and a half hours the other night waiting for Dwayne to join. And unfortunately, he could yeah, not join. Could but... not join. <laughs> we actually mentioned on the show, though, he was making them dollars, and you can't get mad <laughs> at somebody for doing that. Yeah. You know, so um, because we're thinking, man, apparently the food truck's pretty popular today, yeah. and, and I'm guessing that it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's been doing really well. A lot actually, it's a lot better than we expected. So. Uh, and, and if you hear Dwaylon's uh, voice getting raspy, no, he's not going through puberty again. You know, he's just been out working, working, working like a dog. Mm-hmm. You know, the man, the man supports his family. And right now, you know, he's actually working and I feel like I'm not, um, <laughs> not, for, not for lack of, not for lack of, not for lack of trying. Yeah. Not for, not for lack of trying. Cause I was supposed to have an interview a couple weeks ago and it, um, they decided that they put a hiring freeze in a position. I'm like, that's the second time this happened to me in mm-hmm. the past couple months, but I'm still looking for stuff. You know, I got recruiters looking for me as well. You know, um, I find jobs and I tell the recruiters about them and then they look into those jobs for me, you know, but it's, it's been um, a little frustrating, but at the same time, it'll happen. That's yeah. the way I, you know, yeah. you just got to have a little faith, which I do. So, um, and I've been, you know, you've been busy food trucking and making some dollar dollars. Um, and I think last Friday you probably made a lot of dollar dollars because <laughs> yeah. man, we we were really. I know y'all were waiting and waiting, and I was like, oh, I feel so bad because it's like every every time I thought we were going to be done and we were able to 
closed shop, more people would come up and it's like, well, I can't tell these people, oh no, we're about to close. It's like, no, I need that money. Come on. <laughs> uh, and if you have not had a chance to listen to the, the finisher wrestling podcast, go check them out. And I mean, we still made you have a good time. And uh, we talked about a lot of old school stuff. And, you know, we're talking about the Mount Rushmore. Cause at one point I even texted you and said, Hey, get ready. Yeah. You know, you're going to give your Mount Rushmore, yeah. you know, uh, when you come on. And, you know, hour and a half later, we, we ended yeah. and <laughs> there was no other Mount Rushmore. Uh, yeah. but, but that, I mean, it was a fun time. I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to it yet, but I, I haven't yet. I do have my thought on the, uh, Mount WWE Mount Rushmore and people are going to think I'm crazy. Oh, uh, I mean, you know, like I told, uh, Mike on the show, you know, the, the, the main host there, that there really is no wrong answer. Mm-hmm. You know, because I mean, it's, it's very subjective and, and because the ones that he gave were different and with the exception of one, we had one in common, uh, they were different from mine, but you know, you can back up all of them. So, I mean, really there's mm-hmm. no wrong answer. Yeah. And unless you say something like, you know, Nikita call off cause he was never in WWE. Right. Like, that'd be a wrong answer <laughs> for me real quick for me. It's going to be. My personal feelings about him aside, Hogan, of course, because yep. WWE would not be what it is without Hogan. Same here. He was on mine and Mike's. So that was the one win in common. Hogan, Austin, Rock, Roman. Oh. I put Roman on there because Roman carried that company through the pandemic. Successfully carried that company through the pandemic. Roman was the biggest attraction and still is for the last three years, especially during the Thunderdome era and all of that. Everybody tuned in to see what Roman was going to do. And it was just like an unprecedented thing. I know a lot of people are going to be like, why is Cena not on there? The reason Cena's not on mine is because John Cena was big during some of the absolute worst times content-wise in WWE history. That, like, 2008 to, like, the rise of Punk in summer of 2011 was just, for the most part, was just awful, especially with the whole Super Cena thing where, you know, at least with Roman's run, there's always an air, you know, in the back of our mind, we're like, Roman's winning. Mm -hmm. But they always book it like, there's a possibility, excuse me, there's a possibility that his opponent could win. They always book it to where is this the time that they're going to do it? And then Roman pulls it out and it's like, okay, Roman won. But for a minute there, I was thinking he was going to lose. During Cena's biggest runs, that was never a thing. You always knew John Cena was winning at the expense of other people. And I think that's the difference with him and Roman is that Roman's not winning at the expense of other people because the people that he's beaten have already been to the mountaintop, so to speak, with the exception of Cody, but Cody's been to the mountaintop and other companies and he'll get and he'll get there. It's part of the story. But with Cena's Cena's run buried people that didn't need to be buried. The only difference between my list and yours is I had taker instead of Roman. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. So, but like I said, I mean, Taker, yeah, same thing, yeah, take, you know, yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, um, in fact, I, I said Hogan, Rock, Taker, then Austin, and that, that one was one. You know, it's it's hard trying to make a list like that because you it think, is oh, because it's easy, it's like, and then you're like, Ooh, wait a minute. Yeah. Start... And it's like there's an argument you could put Triple H on that list because yep. even taking out that reign of terror with the world heavyweight title, Triple H has had some influential stuff happen. You know, he's had some classic matches that people still talk about. He's had, I mean, 14 time world champion. He's had some of the best matches in WWE history. There's, you know, you can make an argument to put him on the route Mount Rushmore, especially now that he's doing the booking and stuff and his run with NXT and stuff like that. So yeah, it's very subjective, but it's interesting. Um, but one of the nice things though about their podcast, I mean, they are also have very analytical minds. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, if basically I had, I didn't start getting text messages from my family saying, are you ever going to <laughs> come <laughs> in here? You know, I looked and we had, um, we had been talking for over two and a half hours. Oh, wow. You know, and some of that was before he, they even started like recording. Yeah. And, you know, and then um, the show itself is a little over two hours, mm-hmm. you know, so that says, I mean, he whittled it. He was able to whittle it down to two hours, mm-hmm. but you know, I mean, we took a time, but we're going to have to do it again because. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, we have to have the walking encyclopedia of wrestling, by the way, <laughs> uh, other, other penalty, if you realize this, other people are starting to call you that now. Are, are they really? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, so if somebody can give you the nickname delicious and I just said, Hey, yeah. get him done. I can call you the walking encyclopedia. Yeah. You know, um, we have Matt Mims is the walking thesaurus because, Oh my God, <laughs> if you ever talk to him, you'll see why we say that. Mm-hmm. And and it's just natural conversation for him. It's oh not, yeah. He's not thinking, okay, what kind of big word can I insert here? He's yeah. Just, he's not just, just throwing it out. It's just, yeah. It's I'm, just like, how he talks. I'm like, I don't know what he just said. <laughs> <laughs> like you're on your phone scrolling. I am. What does this mean? Like, oh, okay. He didn't say anything bad about me, <laughs> which is good because he beat me up too. Because, you know, well, because you look at Matt Mims and you're thinking somebody who's lifting that much weight. Yeah, know, he's a big dude. That, yeah. Oh, I mean, and like probably like half a percent body fat. He doesn't have time to go to a library. And then he speaks yeah. and you're like, oh, my Lord. You know, somehow he's exercising his brain too. Uh huh. <laughs> <But laughs> And very, very soft-spoken, which is, you know, of course, yeah. I mean, you're that big and you're that smart. You don't have to yell. You can just. No, no. You know, just just very, very calm. We need to get him back on the show at some point, yeah. by the way. Um, but not only was I on that podcast, uh, the episode I recorded with the mixtape. Now, they are a non-wrestling podcast. I will say that, you know, they, they cover uh, mostly pop culture from. Uh, right now it's the eighties and nineties, but I think it's starting next month. They're actually going to start including the two thousands and their stuff. But, uh, about what was it three weeks ago? I think I'd actually have to go look and, and see what the actual date was we recorded. Uh, but I recorded an episode on their show that discussed eighties metal, mm-hmm. you know, eighties have a metal. I'm a metalhead. You know that. Yep. And I can't call Joel on a metalhead because. Oh my God, he listens to everything, <laughs> yeah. you know? So, um, yep. but I mean, I will say, I mean, I've, I've actually seen him wear an ACDC shirt because we had the same shirt. I've seen him wear Prince. I've seen him wear Johnny Cash and mm-hmm. I saw him wear Kiss the other day. Uh, what else am I missing here? 
I'm trying to think what else. Um, I have a Jimi Hendrix shirt. I see. Uh, well, I had it. Savannah stole it. I think it's still in her closet. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's, the, that's the way. I mean, that, that's also part of parenthood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I have several different music T-shirts. I'm trying to get some more. Uh, Hope got me a uh, Rolling Stone shirt. See? So I have that now. See, like so, I said, it's, it's all over the place. Yeah. You know, so... Um, me, the shirts I have, I mean, I'll be honest with you, they're, most of them are metal. Um, you know, I have a lot of Megadeth, Iron Maiden, um, mm-hmm. some Metallica. I mean, right now, and that's not including the shirts that, you know, that shrunk. Yeah, <laughs> they shrunk. <laughs> <laughs> so, shrunk. Or, or the shirts that people have actually posted on the Facebook, a picture of me wearing different shirts. I'm like, I don't remember. Own, I, I, well, I, I did not remember owning a Warrant Cherry Pie shirt until somebody had the picture. And I'm like, Oh my God, I did on that because I bought it at the sound shop at the Pity Raw Mall in Hopkinsville. Oh God, the sound shop. Yeah. Those, were, those were the days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the sound shop where Dwaylon, myself, Dwaylon, his cousin Larissa, and our friend James Mounts, we were all in the sound shop one night when the power in the mall went out. So we had to leave. Yeah. Uh, yeah they're like, all right, you got to go. Yeah, you got to go. You, know, you can't be in here with the power out. So, yeah. Uh, but I was on their podcast. Well, the episode actually dropped today, and um, I normally don't listen, you know, to any podcast I'm on because mm-hmm. you know how it is. You know, you hear yourself yeah. speak, and you're like, I yeah. don't know, do I really yeah, sound like, like that? Mm-hmm. Um, that one because I had so much fun recording that with them. I was like, okay, I got to listen to see how much. I mean, see if it even still comes across. I mean, because I was mm-hmm. like. Because it, I mean, it was it, it was very enjoyable recording that with them, and um, because you know there's uh, three of them, and then one of me, and you know, so the four of us each gave our like a list, like three uh, metal songs from the eighties, mm-hmm. and you know, of course, when I was sending in, they said, okay, and also give me two alternates just in case you had a duplicate. And he did tell me, he's like, yeah, as soon as I saw your list, I knew there was no way anybody was going to have a duplicate <laughs> because I had like Overkill, Exodus, and Iron Maiden, you know? So um, I was like, well, I mean, I chose those because if you're a metalhead, you should know these. And if you aren't, I, but I didn't want to go too obscure. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, we still had a lot of fun recording that episode dropped, you know, so this, this past week I've been on, two different podcasts, one of which Dwayne was supposed to be there. But like I said, you know, uh, he was working and, and we, um, we've had the, our kind of our rule work family, things like that come first. Yeah. You know, so, um, that's just the way it is. Now, if we had, this is our job, that'd be one of the coolest things ever. First of all. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, but we also know, uh, realistically, you have to understand how much um what you have to do to make podcasting a career mm-hmm. and yeah. and whoo um you're putting in just as many hours doing that first of all and then you also have to grow your audience speaking of which grow our audience and to our audience which we love every single one because we we've, we've actually met you know sometimes just just through zoom but some cases you know I've, we've actually met them face to face um we love to hear feedback on how we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, you know, if you go on Apple podcast, give us a rating, give us a review. 
you know, preferably a five-star rating that actually helps us. That actually helps podcasts get noticed, do the same thing. You can go on Spotify and you can give us a, a rating. You can do the same thing. Good pods, give us a rating. I think there's other ones. Now, a lot of the different platforms are starting to add rating systems, but you know, oddly enough, a rating, even if you give us like not a five-star, it actually still helps us get noticed mm-hmm. because yep. that means somebody's listening. But if you give us a five-star rating and a review uh, on Apple podcast, uh, we will read it on the air. If you give us a five-star rating and or on a platform that, that you cannot give a review, but you still, uh, if you send us a screenshot of showing that you get the five-star rating along with the review that you would have given us had you been able to give one on that platform, we will also read that on the air. Case in point, good friend of the show, former co-host Kyle, has actually done that on Apple Podcasts and Good Pods just because he's trying to help us out. He's actually given mm-hmm. us ratings and reviews and I read them on the air. Uh, BC Hunter from Wrestling with the Truth, Wrestling with the War, Wrestling with the 80s. He also gave us a review. The weird thing is, his still has not shown up. Oh, wow. Yeah. Although I have seen it on a British website. So mm-hmm. I do know the reviews there because I actually did get a screenshot uh, from it. So I, and I actually did read that one when it was on uh, because BC, of course, is up in uh, Nova Scotia, Canada. Yep. And for some reason, you know, and he said he's ran into this issue before where he's given uh, someone a review and it did not show up for months, you know, for crazy. Yeah. For whatever reason. Yeah. But I mean, like I said, we will read them on the air. Uh, Definitely, you know, give us some feedback. Uh, Kyle has always been really good about uh, giving us feedback, giving us ideas. Uh, And then sometimes, you know, and it's more or less a weird timing issue. He gives us an idea. I'm like, that's a good idea. And then something happened and we can't record for three weeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and so by the, yeah. and he's talking about something current, you know, then, which would be a good, and it's like, ah, uh, then I feel bad. And I have to tell him, sorry, dude, we, we wanted to. Then there was, there was one time, you know, I actually did use an idea that he actually thought, no, that's not, that's not relevant now. I'm like, no, actually, I think, no, we can make it, that one work. And so we mm-hmm. did. So, but yeah, if you give us an idea, we will, you know, uh, we will use it as long as we can because, like I said, we felt bad because they gave us an idea and then something happened and we had to delay recording. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, oh, you know, because they say, hey, talk about that one thing that happened, you know, that, you know, right right in the second. And then they record and all of a sudden it's old news and it's been, yeah. you know, resolved or it's like, sorry, dude. But, you know, we always take inputs. Yeah, so go, definitely go on there, one of the platforms, because we're on all audio platforms. We're also on YouTube. Um, Ted, the Hillbilly Hill, he's always giving us comments, and he's always actually texting me and joining because we actually, we have, uh, we're one of the, the few people who are privileged enough to have Ted's phone number, so we actually, mm-hmm. he texts us straight now. Yeah. And Ted also lets me know how the Cubicle Chat's going. That's my other podcast, and I'm pretty sure, you know, if, uh, Dwayne never gets another a chance to record another episode of the Intellectual Rockstar. Yeah, I'm going to try to do that. I need really need to do that. I need to really need to get back to it. Hopefully, yeah. I can get one recorded soon. Yeah, because I'm supposed to be on it. Yep, yep. Because one of the things we're going to discuss. By the way, I don't know if you can really see that because it's. Yeah, I see yeah. it. Yep. Yeah, for those of you who are audio only, I'm actually holding up a, uh, I guess, kind of a movie theater popcorn tub because I've got this. We got popcorn with it uh, when we went to go watch something. I think it was that that 
Asteroid City, which, by the way, if you ever get a chance to see <laughs> Ast- if you ever get a chance to see Asteroid City, a pass on that, unless you're a Wes Anderson fan, which I keep I keep getting ads on my TV <sighs> about it. Like I forget which streaming service it's on right now, but it shows uh, it's a Peacock. Yep, and it shows on there uh, that, and every time yeah. I look at every time I see the ad, I giggle because I think it's Steve loved this movie. <laughs> yeah. I'm um, surprised if my son, if he hears me talk about it, he will bust in here and talk about how much he loved it. My son is a Wes Anderson fan for whatever reason. You know what? I mean, once again, you know, everybody's taste is subjective. Yeah. And that one, you know. I, um, the only Wes Anderson movie that I liked was The World Tenant Bones. That was the only one. Everything else is just. Um, I like off the wall stuff, but his stuff is a little too off honestly, the wall for me. I think when you told me that the last time, I think a couple of days later, we were at um, Half Price Books, um, and they actually had a copy of the Royal Tanner Bombs. So I went ahead and I said, "Look, Dwayne approved this one." Yeah, so here you go. That one's that one's good. <laughs> so I may actually sit down and watch that one with him. I tried watching Rushmore with him because I'm oh. like, uh, I mean, we, my wife and I, we watched that movie in. Uh, you know when it was out the first time you know it came yeah. on we were we were stationed in japan and you know you pretty much rented every movie that was on base because well yeah yeah you just because you know, just you know reasons and we're like i don't know what i just watched but i wish i hadn't watched it and yeah then, it's like it made it never made any sense it's i feel like it never got to I feel like it just ended. It never really and, got to a conclusion. It I mean, just you have to have a sympathetic character at some point, you know. And we, I know we can we can stick with that into wrestling, but you have to have a sympathetic character. Nobody in that movie was sympathetic. Nobody. No. No. You know, the main character. I just wanted to punch him in his face. Yeah. Like, every time. Yeah. He came I didn't on. like a single character in that movie. Uh, I not even you know. There's times where you you prefer the bad guy to the good guy to the sympath. You know, you prefer the bad guy to the sympathetic character. I didn't like anybody. I wanted None them all to get. I wanted them all to get athletes' foot of the head. I mean, it was <laughs> uh, just bad. And then, so we we tried watching it again with them. Like, okay, maybe you know, he's like, well, maybe it's not. It won't be as bad as no. It was worse, probably. Mm-hmm. You know, and we watched. We had to turn it off anyway because I think it was just getting late, and some of us falling mm-hmm. asleep anyway. Didn't realize the reason we were falling asleep is because we're watching a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah. Because watching Asteroid City in the theater, it's the only time I've ever falling asleep in a theater because of boredom. <laughs> um, and I say because of boredom, because um, like however many weeks later, I took him to watch the Spider-Man. Was it across the multi Spider-Verse? The, yes. Across the Spider-Verse, which interesting. I didn't, I had not seen the first one. So there was a couple mm-hmm. things he had, to, he had to actually kind of break down for me, but um, the style that it was because it's animated. Um Yeah. The style is very uh, different, and it was interesting. That one I actually did ha- catch myself nodding off, though. That's just because I was just exhausted. There just right, <laughs> right. a whole lot of stuff going on. But, um, but that one, I mean, that one I actually thought, okay, I can watch that one again. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, Asteroid City, even with the stars of the cast, sorry, that movie's dumb. So that's why we're gonna we're gonna talk about wrestling because wrestling is actually interesting. Yeah, if you if you suffer from insomnia, just watch a Wes Anderson movie, and it'll you'll go right to sleep. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I actually ought to tell uh, Jay from the Mixtape Podcast. Hey, y'all ever going to do a Wes Anderson movie? He may come back and say no, and you're never allowed to come back on again if you ever. Need to <laughs> <have one. laughs> 
but but that was the movie that we watched when I got that Indiana Jones bucket. That's what the bucket was when it was Indiana Jones. Also had a drink with the Indiana Jones hat. You know, you put a straw. Oh, in, okay. That's you know, cool. And with with the Indiana Jones cup. You know. So yeah. I still haven't seen the new. You know, the actual movie Dial of Destiny. Um, but whenever Dwaylon is able to recording an intellectual rock star, by the way, if you haven't checked out his his back episodes, go check them out. Uh, especially if you like Batman, you really like him. And you know, I'm I'm looking forward to it because I'm supposed to be a guest on there. We're going to be talking about Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, and I don't know if we're just going to discuss the well, the first three, the first movie. Um, you have to bring up King with the Crystal Skull as much as what we don't want to. Oh yeah, I'm going to. It's, yeah, not, I, I want to the- like, I want to get your opinion. I want to give our opinions on <laughs> each of the movies and, you know, just see where we're at. By the way, Kingsley Shacklebolt's in the very first movie. I don't know if you're aware of that. Really? If you, if you watch Harry Potter, you know who Kingsley Shacklebolt is? Yeah. Uh, do you remember in the first movie when Marion, she's with it and the one dude from Africa who's like, oh, yes. I take her. That's Kingsley Shacklebolt. That's the guy who oh, plays wow. Kingsley Shacklebolt. Yeah. Okay. When I, when I first saw that, I had to go, what? Yep. So, but yeah, so the podcast I was on and like I said, with the movie bucket, but one of the things that happened this past Saturday was the Northern Wrestling Federation uh, Summer Sizzler Fan Fest down in Covington. And we were right. The mystery guest was Abyss. Yes. And yes, that belt, if you're on YouTube, you see it back there. I'm not going to break it down and, and actually show. Uh, actually, I have a picture of it. I could actually break out and show. Uh, he actually autographed it. So now that belt has been autographed by Tommy Rich, Dan Severn, and now um, the Monster uh, Abyss. The Monster Abyss. Let me see if this actually will show up. Uh, probably uh, you can kind of see it. You can kind of see it, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, he, he signed it. I mean, and uh, like I was telling Dwayne before we start recording, that man is absolutely massive. <laughs> and I have a picture of me standing next to him. I'm the small one in the picture. And let me plug this: I am six foot one, and I weigh about three twenty. I was the small one in the picture. <laughs> and as Wayland pointed out, it's like him standing next to his brother, Terrence, mm-hmm. which we need to get Terrence on the show. Terrence, if you're listening, you know, <laughs> talk to your brother. We want to have you on the show so bad. <laughs> we do. And by the way, speaking of Terrence, my mom told me not too long ago, I didn't know Joylan had a brother. I'm like, he was at my sister's wedding reception. <laughs> I mean, and he kind of stood out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because of a couple of reasons. One, he was yeah. the big he was the biggest person in the room. Uh-huh. Because if you ever met him, you know, Terrence, he's just he's just a big dude. Yeah, he's just a big guy. And also because he looked a lot like Dwaylon, and he was the only person who didn't look like me ish. Yeah. You know, right. in certain aspects. Yeah. So Bob's like, he was at my sister's wedding reception. How did you not know? I was like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, somehow my mom didn't know. And it was because she saw the picture um, that my sister sent when she was in Hopkinsville uh, yeah. many months ago. And she had actually, mm-hmm. she ran into Terrence. And so she got the picture and sent it to me to send to you. And my mom saw that. And she's like, who is that? 
And she's like, that's Terrence. That's Waylon's brother. What? <laughs> You're like, come on, mom. Come on. <laughs> I was like, you know, uh, she's going to really, you know, laugh if I tell her. Yeah, Waylon also has a sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, the Northern Wrestling Federation uh, had their summer sizzler, met Abyss again. Actually, the second time I've met him, but I got his autograph. So now, you know, I had to put the belt back, you know, back on the shelf because if I didn't, it would just look empty. But yeah, and it is, uh, I mean, I will be honest with you, it is kind of a pain trying to get it down and put it back up and get it to where it's, you know, it doesn't, yeah, I don't, I don't knock stuff down. Um, gave Andrew Reed a shirt, gave Riley Matthews a shirt, and um, it was so hot. And I mean, I want to say this, so I actually do. Uh, I want to apologize to actually. I mean, I had already told Noah about this, but I, I want to apologize to Noah and Kobe Kane, and then the Hollywood slash box office blondes who are Rex and Adam Swayze and the Strays, and then Papa Nojo in DC because we left at intermission. Mm-hmm. I wasn't feeling very well before we got there. Um, I think I may have had a stomach bug because my wife had had a stomach virus, you know, some mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know, a couple of days before that. Um. And it made her like up chuck, you know, pretty bad. My wife yeah. has a real sensitive stomach. Anything will make her, you know, kind of throw gotcha. up. Yeah, it makes yeah. her nauseous. Uh, me, it doesn't always, you know, it'll make my stomach hurt. It'll make me feel not, na- it make me feel nauseous, but not mm-hmm. you know, having to act on it. Um, but I wasn't feeling good before we even got there. I mean, I'm talking, I took Pepto and everything, you know, it felt like really bad heartburn, but it was like really, but it was heartburn plus more type thing. And then we got in there, and inside that building had to have been over 100 degrees. Mm. And uh, there was, I mean, they had one great big ceiling. The name of the ceiling fan, excuse me, the name of the ceiling fan was Big Ass Fan. It actually yes. had that, the brand. Yes, was. I, I love those. There's a restaurant here, um, Charlie's, they do uh, like Philly cheesesteaks and yes. variations of that. Yes. We have one here, and in their dining room, they have one of those fans. And I told Hope, I said, if we ever get build a big enough house, I want that fan, yes. that particular brand in my house. <laughs> yes, it is a real brand. And, you know, well, that one is, you know, in one spot. And it's, it's a pretty big, wide open area. Yeah. And the temperature is right. I mean, and we, uh, uh, all three of us, we all sucked down like a few bottles of water. Mm-hmm. And then when the intermission hit, I'm not looking at the time. And also because the VIP admission, which I had VIP tickets was at um, three 15. The two bonus matches, the first one started at three 30. The other one was around three 45 ish. And that's when the entrances started for that one. It didn't end until just a couple of minutes after four. And that's when general admission was the bell time was until six. So there's two hours right there, but that's when the fan fest was supposed to be taking place. They did not have a lot of games like they did two years ago. The last time I went to the Summer Sizzler Fan Fest, mm-hmm. there was like two games and it was like a ring toss and like a bowling thing. Nobody was really doing those. Um, they didn't have as much merch as what they had had before. They did have a lot of raffle stuff going on, which is, you know, mm-hmm. but that, that part was cool. But the merch, they didn't have like the extra vendors like they'd had before. Even like the Women's Revolution Rising had a lot more extra vendors and things like that, you know, yeah. and sponsors and things. So, um, and nobody wanted to, you know, because you would actually meet the wrestlers and they were in this one kind of area and it was all packed, but of course everybody's hot. So nobody wanted to, 
yeah. up in there. And I was even talking to a couple of the wrestlers and they were even talking about how miserable hot it was. Um, and then when I started feeling kind of bad again at the intermission, you know, um, and my son really didn't want to be there anyway, because he's just decided he no longer wants to watch indie wrestling. I finally relented and said, we're going to go at intermission because I was just feeling yeah. bad. But I did see Nikki Victory get the belt off the pole. Yep. Congratulations, Nikki Victory. Yep. Nikki Victory. First won. ever two first ever two time champion. Yes, sir. Uh I did see Andrew Reed put Joshua through a table. I saw that on um Bustin' Loose. I watched yep. that uh last night or night before last I watched it. And uh so I could see the highlights. Uh congratulations to Papa No Joe, won the yes. heavyweight title. Yes, and that was in the three matches that I missed were three that I really wanted to see too. Papa No Joe getting uh, DC up for that move. He got him up for his finisher, and it was like, wow. That was impressive. DC's a big, big man. And yes, Papa No Joe was able to get him up. Uh, Definitely, congratulations, Papa No Joe. He is one of the rare. Uh, people who have actually won every single title in the Northern Wrestling Federation. He, there's That's only awesome. a handful of people who are Grand Slam champions there. Um, the Hollywood Blondes, Box Office Blondes, mm-hmm. whatever you want to refer to them as, are now the NWF Tag Team Champions again. Um, they beat the Strays, and Noah beat Kobe Kane. I saw that. Yeah, in classic heel fashion. Fashion. I'm gonna. He's. Grabbed a big old handful of those tights during the pen. <laughs> yep. Um, but I actually did send Noah a message on my, hey, dude, sorry, I wasn't able to uh, see your match. And I told him, I was like, yeah, I said, I had to leave because I said I wasn't feeling very good when we got there. And the heat just, you know, even after down on all the water that I was. Um, yeah. And church the next morning, I still had a headache. And Randy said, have you been drinking any electrolytes? Like, mm. Mm, no, I haven't because I've been trying to stay away from Gatorade because of the the sugar. And he's like, "Well, you can get sugar free Gatorade." I'm like, "Yeah, you're right. I'm just dumb." <laughs> and um, yeah, you can get zero sugar Gatorade. Oh yeah, I totally forgot about that too because I've actually gotten it before. And <laughs> um, now this one right here, you know, this power right here is not mm-hmm. sugar free, but I'm still going to not take it anyway. But um, but I had my wife actually bring me you know, a Powerade to, uh, to church. And as soon as I drank it, honestly, I felt a lot better, mm-hmm. you know, so I was missing, I was sweating out all the salt. And so yeah. there goes all the electrolytes. Yep. And, you know, so that's another reason I wasn't feeling so, so hot, but and plus not all that, but I mean, I think I had that same stomach thing, you know, Probably. I had that, I had that until like yesterday, but, uh, but yeah, so I missed those last three matches and I really hate that because I've, I've never had to walk out of a NWF event before and it wasn't their fault. I mean, it was just, you know, it was just hot. It was like yeah. stupid hot in there. Um, but I mean, I got to see, you know, quite a few people, you know, that, um, you know, some of the wrestlers, I mean, it's always good to see them, you know, couldn't like Joe, uh, Joe Pro James talk to him for a bit, talk to Jews, talk to Big Mama. Um, you know, was, uh, able to see and, I still don't agree with this storyline and I'm just going to throw it out there. I didn't like it in 1985 when Dusty Rhodes won the services of baby doll. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a fan of that either. I yeah. saw that on busting loose and it's like, Ugh. now I never like storylines where human trafficking is involved. Yeah. Somebody is somebody else's property for 60 days, 90 days, whatever. It's like, 
yeah, I'm like you. Like I didn't like it in '86 when 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 Dusty did it. It's like it's not any better now. I mean, and I know even then, Jim Crockett weren't even the first ones to do it because no, Dave, no. David Von Erich won the services of. I think it it wasn't even Precious. I think it was still Sunshine and Jimmy Garvin. Yeah, this was back yeah. in like in, like in '83 or '82 or '83 somewhere mm-hmm. in there, and that was both of them. Yeah, you know, it wasn't even just one, but still, it's like, you know, it, it, there's, it's not a good look, you know, yeah. and it's rare for me to, you know, kind of criticize anything the NWF does because I mean they are such a solid organization. I mean they really are. Mm-hmm. That's one I just I cannot get behind. Yeah. Um, and Savannah, I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, and she's, you know, she's doing what she's told. I mean, um, and she's actually a really, really sweet person. I mean, we've had her on the show. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. You know, um, it, you know, it's just, eh, don't agree with it. But, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, Swinger and James Cross, you know, they still had a pretty good match. The matches, yeah. by the way, were good. You know, all the matches that I saw, I mean, uh, there was a couple of um, scary moments. You know, one where Ella came right down on, on the top of her head. Mm-hmm. Um, when Nikki was doing a, um, a Frankensteiner from the top and Ella didn't rotate all the way over and boom, came to spiked herself. And I was like, Ooh. And then during the, um, it was the eight person intergender. Uh, tag match. Beck Reeves went to go do a leg drop on Chris Demise, and it looked like he miscalculated. And instead of leg, it was rear end, and it came down right oh. on yeah, right on Chris's head, and he had his face turned to the side, and so Beck came down right on because the oh. whole rest of the match. I mean, Chris. I mean, he was like holding. I mean, you could tell he was in some pain. Uh-huh. Um, now he did. He actually stepped down to the floor at one point. You oh, know, wow. to kind of. But he got back up there. I mean, he went through because, I mean, it's, it's not the first time I've seen him get injured, you know, because I was there the night he, he cracked his tooth in half. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, he's a pro. You know, he still went in there and did it. But that one, you could tell, took an effect on him, you know, and nobody's fault. I mean, unfortunately, it happens. You know, um, I'm quite sure Beck Reeves didn't do it on purpose. Right, you right. Know? You know, but, I mean, the the matches were good. I uh, saw Riley on I haven't actually watched the Bust and Loose yet, I have to confess, but uh, did they show the end of that match? Because Riley actually got the pin. I didn't see. I don't think they showed that one. Uh, she hit a um, a Twisted Bliss. Oh, did she? Yes, she did. And I actually uh, messaged her, you know, through Facebook Messenger. That's awesome. I'm, yeah, I'm like, hey. I said, awesome Twisted Bliss. And, you know, I even told her during the intermission before we, we took off, I was like, hey, I said, that Twisted Bliss looked great. She's like, thanks. She's like, it's the first time she was using it. And, you know, mm-hmm. she still got, she said she still has some tweaking to do, but I mean, I thought it looked great. Um, you know, but I mean, they were, the wrestling, like I said, was, uh, was good. It was just some of the other stuff and not their fault. I mean, you know, right. they didn't say, hey, let's have it be 90 degrees with heat index warnings and air quality warnings. And by the way, inside the building, it's going to be over 100 degrees. We were not the only people leaving because of the same reasons. I mean, right. you can sell people. I mean, people were uncomfortable, you know, but I mean, unfortunately, it happens. Um, yeah. You know, so and real quick, I want to say I just discovered a new podcast and they are they are kind of a combination of this podcast, Wayland's podcast, my other podcast. And this <laughs> one, I just discovered them. Actually, I didn't, well, I say discovered, somebody told me about them. 
uh, they are called the Nerdcast. Nerd, nerd, was it Nerdcast? Uh, Nerdcast Empire. There it is. <clears throat> and they've only had four episodes so far, but Nate Metz, you know, the guy who, um, I, he was on my, my show, because, but he also has Mysteries of the Higher Valley and the one about Utopia Higher Up for him. So, uh, he actually told me about them and they do wrestling. They do video games. They do anime. And I'm like, we're going to have to collab with them. Oh yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and their episodes, I mean, they're, and they're from somewhere around Cincinnati. And I do know that. So, um, but, uh, I just saw something else. Oh, and one thing, one more non-wrestling thing. You've already seen this video, Dwellin. My son decided to do the one chip challenge <laughs> because we were in the Florence Mall in the FYE there. Actually sold yep. it and he has yep. been begging to do that for a couple of years. Even though I showed him your video, you know, where mm-hmm. um you know, you almost had blood coming out of your eyeballs because of the, the spice. Oh god, it was so hot. That that is still the hottest thing I've ever eaten in my life. I refuse to do it because, well, for one, I mean, I was already having stomach issues. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, not only that, but I mean, I can't tolerate spice the way I used to be able to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that when I'm honestly, I'm genuinely afraid it was going to get, you know, it would have given me a heart attack. So I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm right. not going to do it. Um, my daughter refused to do it. My wife, she's like, are you out of your mind? You know. <laughs> so he decided he was going to do it. And we got the video, and of course you saw he was only supposed to take a bite of the chip. Instead, you know, well, the chip broke in half as he opened it, you know, so he had half the chip. He shoved that whole half the chip in his mouth, and I'm like, oh, this is not going to be good. Well, Savannah and I did ours, and we were supposed to each take half the chip. Well, when Savannah got it, like just a little corner of it broke off. So that's what she got. And I got the rest of the chip. <laughs> she lasted like 10 seconds. I lasted probably about 45 seconds. I'm like, I ah, can't do it. We, between the two of us, we probably drank a gallon of milk trying to cool off. And it's like, yeah, that was the only thing that would touch it. Like water, water made it worse. Any kind of juice made it worse. Milk was the only thing that for, would touch it. For some reason, my stepdad actually commented on the video to drink lemonade, I'm, you know, because, you know, it would neutralize the base. I'm like, it's an no. acid on another acid. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like, you're a Green Beret. You should know better. <laughs> uh, and by the way, people who've ever met, uh, you know, Green Berets, you have to be very smart to be Green Berets, and you have to know a lot about the science. You know, because of the way certain things work. And I, that's yep. why I was very surprised that, you know, he said that. I'm like, no, I mean, we, so my son, I I didn't, I when I watched the video for like the second time, I just wanted to laugh at him and actually, actually to see the big belch that he let out after he was chugging the milk. <laughs> yeah. At one point he grabbed the milk and was drinking it straight out of the carton. Somehow I didn't mm-hmm. catch that when he did that live, but Oh yeah, I saw it on the video. Me and Hope were cracking up. We saw, we watched it when he grabbed the card, and it was like, yeah, go, go, yeah, yeah, it got him. And I'm actually speaking of that video. Last time I checked, it had over two and a half thousand um uh, views. Uh, let me see how many it might have now. Um, and that was my wife, you know, who posted it. Mm-hmm. And let me see, because when you get 
uh, actually when she has it as a reel, because she posted it as a, as a video, then she also posted it as a reel, uh, mm-hmm. 2.9,000. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he sem- semi-viral, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah. And yeah. So if anybody, if y'all want to do the one chip challenge, knock yourself out. Um, I won't do it. <laughs> I, tr- I tried to get Savannah to do that one that Leighton did from FYE. And she said, I, I was in FYE one day and I took a, I saw it and I'm like, Ooh, I took a picture of it and I said, want to do this? She's like, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause apparently the chip now is even hotter than the one y'all had. Yeah. This one's got ghost pepper and Carolina Reaper. Yeah. And he yeah. actually mentioned the Carolina Reaper, and I'm like, you were out of your daggone mind. You think I'm gonna... <laughs> and you know, and even though we've told him you were not to even think about that unless we are with you. Because yeah. I mean, you know, unfortunately, I mean he could actually get hurt with it. And he thinks we're crazy. Oh, yeah. But yeah. no, it's like if something's that hot to where yeah. the even the uh, the lady at the cash register said, do not touch it with your bare hands. That's why he's wearing oh, yeah. those gloves. Yep. Mm-hmm. And she's like, do not touch your eyes afterwards, yeah. you know? And sometimes, I mean, it's just natural instinct. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like going through a gas chamber, which I've done, you know, because you're, they have yeah. tear gas in there and. And you're you know, just. And, yeah. you're, oh, and I saw a guy do that. I mean, he put his hands up to his eyes and rubbed and all of a sudden the tear gas, he, uh. he just screamed. Ah! Like, Yeah. You know, but I mean, so you got to think, I mean, if it's going to, you know, tear your skin up from the acid, think about what it's doing to, you know, yeah. your esophagus. Yeah. And he he told me, um, you know, yesterday, he's like, yeah, my throat still kind of hurts a little bit. But then he also told me, he's like, yeah, I went back and actually, you know, the rest of the chip we actually put in the fridge. And he said, I broke off a little bitty bite of it put in there. He said, yeah, it's still super hot. I'm like, why did you do that? Because <laughs> he had to know. He just he had, had to know. know. And. Uh, but I'm pretty sure, you know, the folks at home don't care about us eating um, ridiculously know. hot stuff. Yeah. Yes. But one thing they might care about is Lacey Evans apparently is no longer wrestling. She has left the yeah. WWE. Yep. She said that she wanted to do to fight for other things. Um, like she's being very socially conscious and she wants to help um people with you know mental health issues and she's trying to give back to her community and different things um and she said that she wanted to fight a different battle outside of a wwe ring i personally have all the respect for her that you know this is what she feels like she's called to do so that's what she's going to do I really feel like WWE missed the boat yeah, with her, especially with the, you know, the sassy Southern Belle gimmick. It was working. It was getting over. I mean, she was, she was getting to where she was that heel, that type of heel that people were, would pay to see get beat up. And that's, you know, that's always a good thing when you're a heel. If you can get people, if you can rile people up and get them to come to see your match, hoping that you'll lose. And just everything about the presentation, like her promos, just the way she carried herself, just the way she wrestled, the women's right. 
I will I will say this, and people will disagree with me. The women's right, her her finisher, the women's right, which is just a straight right hand punch, looked more believable than the big show's weapon of mass destruction. Because she is a marine. Yeah. And I mean the way she's the way she sold it and the way her opponent sold it, it it just looked perfect. It didn't like the big shows. A lot of times, always look kind of. It, most of the time, it looked kind of silly because it's like you've got this huge guy that you know is pulling this punch because if he's really hitting you as hard mm-hmm. as he could, he's going to shatter your face. I mean, it's just you know that's just physics. But with Lacey Evans, it's like you know she hit it, and it's like it was so quick, but it was like she made it look like that she was shattering your face. And I just thought it was an excellent finisher. And I just thought, I just think they should have, I think they ruined it when they put her with flair, when she started feuding with Charlotte and they put her with flair. And the only thing that saved her was she got pregnant. pregnant. She got pregnant in real life. (laughs) And then she comes back, and I feel like that WWE still, especially Vince McMahon, who was in charge then, I feel like that they still punish women when they get pregnant. I feel oh, like I agree. They, like I think Becky Lynch was the exception to the rule, but by the time, but with Becky, Triple H was in charge. You know, by then when Becky came back from her pregnancy, but for the most part. If a, if a female wrestler gets pregnant, they never get back to that level when they come back from pregnancy. It's like they get punished for getting pregnant. It's like they get punished for having a life outside of WWE. And with Lacey Evans, or her real name, Macy Estrella, Estrella, mm-hmm. let me, Mr. Faulkner would smack me for mispronouncing yeah. that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yep. Mr. Faulkner was our Spanish teacher in high school. In case you're wondering, yeah. but yeah, he would he would smack me inside the head for mispronouncing that. But when you know, you're right. When she was a Southern Belle, that was a character you could easily hate because she was snotty. Yeah, no. and when, I mean, when she pulled out the hanky, like when she was just disgusted with her opponent, she'd pull out the handkerchief and like dab her face, and then like fan it at the at her opponent, like, oh, you're disgusting and calling, you know, the fans and her opponents nasties and things. Oh, it's like, it nasties. just, it was so easy to hate her, but she was so good at it. And it's like, why did they never put the title on her? And I think she is another one because uh, at the time that she was going through that, where, well, look, some people are saying, well, she wasn't that good in the ring. Yeah, she, you know what she was? She was she wasn't the greatest, but I mean she was decent in the ring. I mean here's the thing, she was getting better like exactly. every time she got in the ring. The problem is Vince McMahon was the one who plucked her out of NXT. She wasn't ready yet. He, he saw and a tall, the, leggy, leggy blonde, is what he said. Exactly. He saw a tall, leggy blonde, and he's like, Oh, gotta have her. So he plucks her out of NXT. And then the first thing she does on the main roster is the Royal Rumble. That's not, you know, you know, you don't give somebody's first big exposure on the main roster to be the Royal Rumble. And then people are like, oh, well, she botched some stuff. Of course she did. She's on this massive stage. She was not ready for. And she was she had to be nervous as hell. Uh (coughs) But 
people judged her on that and didn't want to give her a chance. And it's like she got better and better all the time. And, you know, like you said, I mean, the Southern Bell thing, but then for some reason, people started actually kind of cheering her. And so she mm-hmm. and Elias kind of had that same thing. It's like, okay, they're a heel, but people are cheering them. Okay, let's make them a face. But they really. Yeah. And the thing is, it's not, it's like Seth, they did, Seth Rollins did it perfect. Seth Rollins was a detestable heel. Then he got to be the weirdo heel where he was, you know, half Riddler, half Joker, just, you know, completely out there. But then he started to get over. He started to naturally get over with the fans. They got behind him and just he gradually turned face. It wasn't the company going, oh, the fans are cheering him. Let's hurry up and turn him face. Right. But with like you said, with Lacey Evans and even Elias, once the fans got into them, the company's like, oh, well, let's hurry up and turn him face because the fans are cheering him. No, the fans are cheering them in spite of the fact that they are a bad guy. So leave them like they are because once they turn, once they turn the person face, nobody cared. And the promos, what got the fan is weird. What got the fans cheering them, what got the fans to like them was their promos where they were bashing the fans, fans. bashing the fans. Exactly. And it was a, they liked the character. Well, you turn that character face. They don't like the character because now they can't do those promos and, and because if you notice Elias, when he went back hill again, he was better. Lacey Evans, yeah. same. Well, they turned Lacey face, and well, they, it just they, it, it, it was. They pulled, they pulled. They pulled an Italia slash Big Show. They turned her face and then turned her heel and then turned her face and then they had her where she was just flip flopping from week to week and it's like nobody can get behind somebody that they don't know what your motivation is. Nobody's going to get behind your character if they don't know what your motivation is. And if you're flipping between face and heel every other week, then people are just going to move on to the next wrestler because they're going to be like, well, that's not interesting. We don't even know what she's about. And they just did her a huge disservice. And then, you know, she leaned into her own military background, which is fine. I mean, she's legitimately, you know, a veteran. But then he had the whole controversy with, you know, her and Sergeant Slaughter and Sergeant Slaughter's daughter because of the, you know, because of the Cobra, you know, because of the Cobra Clutch and all that. And it's like, and the company didn't do her any favors because the company didn't reach out to Slaughter to get his permission to use the move. They just probably told her, oh, well, you were a Marine. Slaughter was a Marine. Go on and use that move. It's okay. Because you were both Marines. Of course, the funny thing was Bob Remus, Sergeant Slaughter, you know, his real name yeah. was, was never actually a Marine, they, which exactly. was surprised me. I actually thought that yeah, I, I thought forever, especially when, you know, I was a kid and into G.I. Joe real big and everything, and he was involved in that. I thought he was legitimately a Marine, and he never was. But Lacey was. But Lacey was. Uh, or, or her real name was Macy Evans before she got yeah. married. Yeah. Uh, and who was she feuding with though that got her daughter involved? Was it was it Charlotte? Because I'm trying to remember that because it was one of those really hokey 
kind of things because they yeah. were talking. Yeah, it was. It, was it Charlotte? Yeah, it was Charlotte. Yeah. And that was just a bad storyline, you know, but like you said, when she came in from pregnancy, all of a sudden they had her, they had her as a heel, but being a Marine, you know, put on her legit Marine, Marine Corps mm-hmm. background, she was a security policeman in, in the Marine Corps, mm-hmm. you know, so not somebody you'd want to mess with, to be honest with you, Yeah, you know, but here's the problem. You could get away with this back when Slaughter was, because Slaughter was also portraying the part of a drill instructor. Yeah. Drill instructors, I mean, are there to be mean and nasty. Drill instructor, drill sergeant, training instructor, or the Navy calls them like company command. You know, they're they're instructors. Military instructors are there to be mean. They'll believe me. They'll tell you because I've heard it. Watch Full Metal Jacket if you don't believe this. Yes, watch Full Metal Jacket. I mean, that's pretty accurate. And they will tell you, I am not here to be your friend. Yeah. You know, and And all of that in Full Metal Jacket. Every time the drill sergeant was doing all that, that was all ad lib. The guy who portrayed that character, Harley Army, he, he was a legit drill sergeant in yep. the military, and every, every every one of his lines was just ad lib. They're like, "Well, you've done this in real life. Go in and say what yep. you would say to yeah, recruit." Because he was there, he was supposed to be an advisor. He was supposed to be advising the guy who was going to be playing the part. So he yeah. made this video. Of him doing all this stuff where people were throwing like oranges and stuff at him and he never repeated anything. He never yeah. broke while they were doing that. And so they're like, wait a minute. Why don't we just have him who was a yeah. legitimate Marine yep. Corps drill instructor? We'll have yep. him be the drill instructor. The guy who was supposed to be the drill instructor was the guy in the helicopter during the Vietnam scene shooting at women and children going, get some, get some. That's the guy who was supposed oh, to be the, wow. the drill yeah, sergeant. Yep. But early army, I mean, he did that part of me. You notice. Drill sergeants, drill instructors, training instructors, Air Force calls them training instructors, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where, you know, and that they'll believe me. I heard it firsthand. They are not there <laughs> to be your friend. Nope. And, you know, and and so that character is one. Yeah, pe- people are not going to cheer the person who is there to just be mean and nasty. No. Well, with Lacey Evans and, and also Slaughter. That was back in the late seventies, leading up to the early eighties, where that character was like that. And then, of course, later on, he became the Iraqi sympathizer. And then, you know, mm-hmm. but that's, but now, Lacey being Marine, people are not going to boo any any veteran, you know, anybody yeah. portraying a veteran who's just she's not a drill instructor. Yeah, you know, it, it's a it's a different time than what it was forty years ago. And here's the problem, too. They did all the vignettes leading up to her coming back, you know, after she had the baby and took her time and spent, you know, spent with her baby. You know, she was coming back. They did all these vignettes where she talked about her upbringing and things like that. So how are you supposed to boo this person who has come through all of these trials and tribulations to get to where she is? But then as soon as she re-debuts, you turn her heel. And it's like when the crowd was cheering, naturally cheering her because of the vignettes that you set up to make her a sympathetic baby face. Then you have her debut, re-debut, and then turn on the fans and become a heel. And it's like it, it made no sense. And it didn't do anything for her. She never moved up the ladder to, you know, to the women's main event scene. She just kind of 
languished in the lower mid card until her contract expired and she left. She didn't resign. And if they were going to do the Marine as part of her, her, her gimmick, part of her character, they should have done it from the beginning. Exactly. But you can't switch it up like that. And it's like, you know, you can't go from the sassy Southern Belle to the hard nosed Marine because people aren't dumb. People, they, WWE acts like that people have a memory. They act like that. They act like we don't have a memory. They act like that our head is just like an Etch-A-Sketch where it's like, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that character's gone. And this is the only character they've ever been. No, everybody remembers she was, everybody remembers she was a sassy Southern Belle in NXT and for several years in w, in on the main roster. You can't switch that up and expect people to just automatically get behind the new character. Especially anybody, when they're that understand polar opposite. That, yeah, you know, you can't just like they took Smash from Demolition and turned him into the Repo Man, and wanted people to not realize and wanted people to think that wasn't Barry Darso in the Robin Mask. No, no, that's Smash from Demolition. That's Crusher Khrushchev. Yeah, I was going to say I, I still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, or if you really want to go back, Crusher Darso. Yeah, exactly. You know, when he was yeah. the the sympathizer. Yeah, with he was. Um, do you remember who his tag team partner was? Slaughter. Wasn't it Not, Slaughter? Jim Neidhart. Oh, okay. Okay. No, Slaughter's partner was the guy who later on played Borzukov. That's right. That's uh, he, right. He was Private Nelson, then he became yep. Yep. um yeah. Uh Barry Darcy was also the black top bully. Yep. Um had the match on the truck with Dustin Rhodes and they bladed and got fired right after the match. Uh, Barry Darso, he he seems like a very um, just a, the way Randy would put it, just a good quality human being. Yeah. You know, if you ever see him yeah. in interviews, he he does. He just seems like he's just yeah. one of the nicest people, very sharp. Um, and he, yeah. you know, he was actually friends with the Road Warriors, friends with Nikita Koloff. You know, mm-hmm. in real life, in yeah, uh, Kurt Henning, uh, he was part of that. Well, I'll call him the Minnesota crew, not Minnesota yeah. crew, but that crew. Yep, whole yep. bunch of them who all came out of Minnesota and just yeah. Well, like you were saying, it may I just thought speaking of Minnesota, thought of Rick Rude. Um you were saying about Lacey Evans and Elias and their promos and things. They were bashing the fans, but the fans got into it and kind of interacted with them. It was Rick Rude. Rick Rude did the same thing. And even though he was this detestable heel, fans loved it because they could interact with him because he would always interact with the fans. It was always negatively, but he always right. did, and Rude got over that way, you know. Uh, Rude definitely got over with the women. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he took he took that robe off, and it was it was a wrap. It was that was it. It was like, but like, and Rude knew how to do it, and Rude never, Rude never was a face, because I think he understood that his character was never going to work as a face. He was mm-hmm. an arrogant heel. And he made it work, but he was excellent. And he, he was an arrogant heel and you wanted to see him get beat up. And then the bell rang and he gave you such quality matches that you're like, Oh, well, I wanted to see him get beat up, but now I just want to see this dude wrestle because he's always good. Yeah. And because anytime rude held a belt 
Orb was going after a belt, I'm like, he's going to be hard to beat for a belt, and he's he's going to be hard to defend against because well, he yeah, was, when he was winning. in the. Yeah, when he was in when the Dangerous Alliance, which is an extremely underrated faction, by the way, um, yep. he was he was the centerpiece, and he was the United States Heavyweight Champion. He was number two in the pecking order. But Rude was so good that really a lot of times the U.S. title, when Rude had it, overshadowed the World Heavyweight title because Rude made sure that the belt he was holding was the most important one. And that that speaks a lot for him as a performer and as you know as a wrestler and just as a wrestling mind that he was the leader of this faction with the quote unquote secondary belt. And it also says something that when he was the Intercontinental Champion, by the way, he beat the Ultimate Warrior. It wasn't clean. I'm not going to say it was, but he beat Ultimate Warrior for the title. He got that's all right. He got done. So. He got it done. <laughs> You know, now Warrior did beat him back, you know. Um, yeah. I don't remember how long it was later, but because um, he beat Warrior at WrestleMania, I think Warrior got it back at SummerSlam maybe. But Yeah. Um, and then the next year at SummerSlam, it was after Warrior had won the, had beat Hogan for the title, and him and Rude had a cage match at SummerSlam for the world title. For the world title. Which I, which I always felt that Rude should have won, but. Uh, they were still pushing. Yeah. The, they still thought the Warrior was going to be Hogan's replacement, but we see how that panned out. Um, if you get a chance to listen to the Finish Your Wrestling episode, we actually talked about, dude. We had a very, very long conversation. It took my wife and my kids to go. Are you still talking? I mean, <laughs> but yeah, we actually covered uh, some of that. We, Rick Rude's name didn't come up, but Warrior and, and Hogan did uh, for mm-hmm. a few reasons. But but Rude was also legitimately tough. Oh yeah, and, no, nobody messed with Rick Rude. Yeah, and he also apparently was known for having a a. They said good dude. I mean, it wasn't like he was just going around being a mm-hmm. bully, but they said, but he was not somebody you played ribs on, mm-hmm. because he didn't he didn't play ribs on anybody else, and so he, Kurt Henning was his best friend, and Kurt Henning was known for ribbing people, and yeah. even Kurt Henning did not rib Rick Rude because exactly. he knew better. He knew better, <laughs> and because some people that um. Rick Rude thought had played a rib on or played some kind of joke on him. And he went after them and was like, you don't, you know, I don't play around like that. And yeah. Um, you know, but Hulk Hogan would not defend against Rick Rude. Because... No, because he couldn't, Hulk Hogan could not carry Rick Rude's boots. Nope. He could not. Rick Rude was a tremendous wrestler just a tremendous talent. I mean, wrestling mind, the, the inner, the, you know, the promos, just the way he carried himself. You know, I remember seeing him when him and Manny Fernandez were the, were the gruesome twosome. Yep. And, you know, they were the NWA world tag team champions. Yep. And you knew right then you saw it. It's like star. He screamed star. It's like, we always, we talk about Rhea Ripley or Jade Cargill or, you know, there's just those wrestlers that you, first time you see them, it's just, that's a star in the making right there. And Rude was exactly that. And the amazing thing, because Rude was one of the ones I remember seeing in the aftermags uh, before he even went to um, Crockett. And because mm-hmm. he was in Florida, he was in yeah. Memphis, he was in Bro Class, and then he eventually came to Crockett. 
and I was like looking for oh Rick Rude. Okay, that's the guy. You know, because mm-hmm. you remember how it was. You know, you'd see yeah. these people show up. You're like, oh, I remember seeing them mm-hmm. against you know him and Billy Jack Haynes. They had a feud in a couple different yeah. areas. Yeah. And but do you remember when Sports Illustrated actually had a story about professional wrestling? It was after mm-hmm. WrestleMania one. Yeah. Yep. So they focused mostly on WWF. But Rick Rude also had a picture in there. He was not mm-hmm. anywhere close to being part of the WWF at the time, but they had a picture of him uh, with a whole bunch of fans. It wasn't even in the ring. It was just like a posed picture with a bunch of female fans around him. Mm-hmm. And, and, of course, I'm pretty sure the female fans, they didn't have to pay them to be there either because. Oh, I'm sure they didn't. Yeah. yeah. And but if that says something about him because I mean, he had the look, he could talk, he could wrestle. He was mm-hmm. actually tough. Um, and. Yeah, he, yeah, like you said, I mean, we were comparing him to, you know, Lacey Evans. Yeah, Lacey Evans, they handled her wrong. Rick Rude was always a heel. People, they liked the character, but they liked booing the character because of the character, not because get out of my ring, you're boring me. Yeah. And the thing is, they, they liked to boo the character, but they respected the man playing the character and they exactly. respected what he did in the ring. Exactly. So, and that's a, like they didn't give Lacey Evans a chance to be respected for what she does in the ring because they were so wishy-washy with her character. And I'm I'm glad she's decided to do something different. Uh, I applaud her for being, you know, socially conscious and trying to. She wants to do stuff with, uh, you know, veterans. You you know, mental health issues with veterans yep. and different things like that. And I got nothing but respect for. I absolutely applaud that. Absolutely respect that. I'm coming as a veteran myself. And I mean, I've been open about my own um, struggles with mental health because I can tear it down. It kind of sucks when you have a friend all of a sudden post on Facebook. They all, they, I'll say it was a, it was a girl and I have a, I have hundreds of female veterans on my page. So uh, she said, I almost became one of the 22 tonight. Mm Mm-hmm. And those of you who don't know what that means, uh, 22 veterans a day commit suicide. Mm-hmm. And she said, I almost became one of the 22. And so for Lacey Evans, who is a legit veteran, to actually say, I'm going to help that, that to me is more important than absolutely doing this. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And so, um, and I would love to actually meet her in person at some point and actually tell her that uh, because she's another one. She just seems like a very good quality human being yeah you know she's able to step away from it and say you know what there are more important things out there mm-hmm. you know so uh she wants to spend time with her family obviously we respect that family yeah. comes first yep and now she wants to help out uh, her brothers and sisters which by the way i actually met um i met adam swayze's uncle this weekend oh did you yep uh i had him you know of course i like wearing my Afghanistan hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one right here. You know, um, you know, this is Afghanistan veteran because I, I spent some time in Afghanistan, not a fun place. And he was wearing a hat. Um, it was it was a hat, you know, showing he was in the army. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that's kind of a thing with veterans. You see somebody else wearing, you know, one of the hats. I mean, well, you go up and you shake their hand, you know. But the way when I told Adam Swayze later on, I said, yeah, I said, uh, I said, I met your uncle. I, was, and, you know, I said, notice we were talking about um, military stuff. We were actually talking about that before he even told me he was Adam Swayze's uncle. Uh-huh. And 
Yeah, I said, yeah, I said, it's like meeting a long lost brother, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, with Lacey Evans, same thing. It's like meeting a sister you never, mm-hmm. you know, you didn't know yeah. you had. So, uh, but absolutely what, and I, uh, 100, I, I hope that she does well with this for a lot of reasons, yes. you know, um, because like we've always said, this is just a podcast. Yeah. You know, there are far more important things. This is something we enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. And we're also very blessed. Some of the other things we did not foresee um, coming our way. We said it before, all the people we've met, all the people we've became friends with, the connections we've made, the opportunities we've had, you know, because of this, you know. Uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, if the podcast had to drop for some reason, if we had to stop doing it, you know, it would just have to be. Yeah. You know, and I think she feels the same way about her wrestling career. You know what? She was at WrestleMania. She was at some, like I said, she was at the Royal Rumble. She's had mm-hmm. some, you know, I mean, she got a lot of exposure. People know who she is. Yeah. But she'll also tell you first and foremost, she's a Marine. Yeah. Because that's how Marines are. Montez Ford. He doesn't talk about it, but I'm pretty sure you're asking, are you still a Marine? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Road Dog. I actually did meet Road Dog and I actually talked to him for a little bit and he was our he was artillery. I think he I think he said he was artillery and we were, you know, when I actually met him um the very first time I went to Chillicothe, which by the way I'm not gonna be able to go here in September thirtieth. Um because my wife is gonna be recovering from surgery. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, I won't be able to go to that, but there'll be others. But you know, I actually said, yeah, I did 20 years in the Air Force. He's like, oh, my God. He said, thank you for your service. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he was also there with Billy Gunn. And I'd always read this. You don't realize how big Billy Gunn is until you're right there. He is every bit as big, if not bigger than Hulk Hogan. He was mm-hmm. just never pushed as that. Yeah. You know, so. But, yeah, speaking of people leaving wrestling seemingly uh, forever. And. Edge, now he's, is he done with WWE? Because his contract expired last Friday. Yeah. Yeah, the, his match with Sheamus on SmackDown was his last match on his WWE contract. I don't think, I think he's done with WWE. I mean, there's nothing left for him to do. He is a Hall of Famer. He has won King of the Ring, won the Royal Rumble. He's main evented WrestleMania. Um, he is an eleven-time world champion. You know, he's been the Intercontinental Champion, the United States Champion, Tag Champion. Um, he was able to come back from a what they thought was a career-ending neck injury and have another run. I think he's done and he got to go out in Toronto. You know, yep. I think he's done with WWE, but I don't think he's done wrestling. And if AEW smart, they sign him to a short term deal because Christian's there. And I think yep. Edge wants to end his career somewhat, you know, somehow involving Christian because that's his best friend. That's been his best friend since grade school. Yep. Ever since they first met, I think it was Edge or Adam Copeland, mm-hmm. who I think moved into that district with his mom. Mm-hmm. Yep. And by the way, Edge, Adam Copeland, he's another one. If you read about his story growing up, yeah, you know he didn't have have it easy either. 
Now, and the first thing he did when he got his first big WWE contract, the first thing he did was bought his mama house. You know, so he's, he's like, I didn't buy a fancy car or clothes or anything. He's like, I bought him up, bought my mom a house. John Moxley was the same way because he had a rough upbringing too, and his mom struggled. And that's the first thing he did when he made it big in wrestling was bought his mom a house. And you know, uh, Edge and Christian, you know, or Jay, what's his last name? Reyes, Reno, Reno, Jay yeah. Reno. Um, you know, they had been best friends since they were in grade school, mm-hmm. you know, and they, they entered, they wanted, they both wanted to be wrestlers. They started their journey into wrestling together. You know, they went mm-hmm. to training together. Now, a couple of times, I mean, they both got sent different ways, but they always had the, the goal of being a team in yep. WWF, the later WWE and being tag team champions. And, you know, and they hit that goal and they, as a team, they were so obnoxious. You know, yeah. and they pulled it off so great. The yeah. for those of you with the benefit of flash photography, the five second yeah, pose, five second pose. I mean, and they they won the tag title seven times. So yes. that I mean that says a lot of what the company thought of them as a team. And for whatever reason, Vince McMahon was not high on Christian. That's why eventually he didn't like he didn't like Christian's face. He wanted to literally put a blue dot over Christian's face when Christian came out to wrestle. Because Vince, Vince McMahon may be the pettiest human being in the history of pro wrestling. And that's saying a lot. But it's like, it's just ridiculous. It's like, you've got this guy. And honestly, I've always been a bigger fan of Christian than I was of Edge. I always thought that Christian had the better, he was better promo. He was played an excellent villain. Even when he was a face, he was that smarmy, cocky type face right. where it's like he danced that line to where, oh, he's a good guy, but it's like he's he's a little too smug about it. So, and I mean, I like that he knew his worth and he left WWE, asked for his release and got it, left, went to TNA won two world titles. He gets to say he held that belt that's right behind you twice. And if I meet him? Yep. <laughs> I mean, he's a two-time NWA world heavyweight champion. And now, like, now I'm going to check if see if he's going to be there. Go ahead. And keep going. <laughs> right. Had, you know, some great matches in TNA. You know, and it's just, I don't ever think, I don't think Vince ever did right by him. And I've been enjoying his run in AEW, especially when he turned heel. And, I mean, right now, he's walking around with the TNT title, even though Luchasaurus is technically... Luchasaurus is actually the TNT champion, but Christians have been so manipulative that <laughs> he's carrying the belt like he won the belt. Um, and I think Edge... I think Edge... I think it would be smart for Edge to go to AEW. I mean... You've got, if him and Christian team, which either, I don't know, I don't know if they could pull off Edge being a heel at this. I mean, they tried it with the Judgment Day, but it didn't last long because they needed another babyface on Raw, which is why they kicked Edge out of Judgment Day. Um, 
But if Edge was to t- show up in AEW and turn heel, you've got, or if Christian for some reason turns face, you've got Edge and Christian versus the Hardys, ready made. Because I mean, they redefined WWE's tag team division. You've got, could you imagine Edge and Christian versus the Bucks? No. <laughs> or you've got, or you've got Edge and Christian versus any combination of the House of Black. Um, I think I agree with you. Like your first statement, I think he's going to come back for a short time, just mm-hmm. so he and Christian can reunite because they started together. And he wants, and he, I'm sure Edge wants to end it that way. He wants to end yeah. it like that. Yeah. Um, just like you know when Edge went to the Hall of Fame, who put him in? Christian. Christian. Yep. And that was Edge's request. Yep. For Christian to do it. And and there was no way they were going to turn him down. I was like, are you kidding yeah. me? You know, I mean, nope. that that was his best friend. Yeah. Um, yeah, because there have been sometimes, you know, the the nominees said, okay, I want this person to put me in, and they got turned down. Yeah. And for because um, Jerry Lawler wanted Lance Russell to induct him, mm-hmm. and they they're all, nobody knows who Lance Russell is. We're gonna have William Shatner do it. It's like what? Um, yeah. That never made any sense because the only people that should have inducted him, if Andy Kaufman had been alive, Andy Kaufman should have done it. Yes. But Lance, everybody, I mean, everybody knew who Lance Russell was. Anybody who grew up in Memphis, watching Memphis or Jim Crockett promotions knew who Lance Russell was. Yes. And, you know, if they would have told Edge, no, we're not going to, because Christian was with TNA, that's when they did that weird. You know, that weird swap, yeah, yeah, and or no, that's no Christian. I'm sorry, Christian worked for TNA when Flair came back, but Christian was involved in a weird swap with TNA at some point. Yeah, but they, you know, if they would have told Christian or Edge, no, we're not going to have Christian duck you. Edge would have said, "Well, I'm not going in." Yeah, I'm not doing it. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. And yeah. you know, and Christian, I think, will also go into the WWE Hall of Fame at some point. I if think. he does it, if he does it, it's a shame because yeah. he is extremely underrated. And I feel like that he was extremely unappreciated for the talent that he was then and still is. I think once Vince McMahon is no longer the one making the decision on who goes in the Hall of Fame, I think that's when Christian ended up going in, along with yeah. Ivan Koloff, along with uh, Midnight was, Express. Midnight Express. Why uh, the Midnight Express are not in the Hall of Fame, I have no clue. I have no idea um, because maybe, maybe Jim Cornette, you know, um, but, J- but the rock and roll express went into the hall of fame right. and, and Jim and Cornette, Jim Cornette inducted, inducted them. them. And they said, we want Jim Cornette. And they were like, Hey, cause they're like, Oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> yeah. So. But it, it just makes no sense. It's like, put your ego aside or whatever the problem is and induct the people who deserve that recognition. And the Midnight Express is one of the absolute greatest tag teams ever. Yep. And they should have been in the Hall of Fame a long time ago. Honestly, they should have been in the Hall of Fame before the Rock and Roll Express. Just my personal opinion. Rock and Roll Express, yes. Were they an important part of tag team history? Absolutely. But I always thought the Midnight Express was the better team the more successful team. And I feel like they should have went in the hall of fame before the rock and roll express. Maybe one day we'll see it. Uh, hopefully because midnight express uh, and 
well, you have a few different combinations of the Midnight Express too, but I'd say Bobby Eaton, Dennis Condry, Stan Lane, and Jim Cornette. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, Randy Rose didn't, Randy Rose, good wrestler, don't get me wrong, but didn't, yeah. you know, his combination of Midnight Express didn't do much except for feud with the new Midnight Express. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, but with Edge, I'm glad he's able to leave WWE on his terms. And I hope he goes to AEW, reunited Christian, even if it is for a short time, mm-hmm. and then he, he can end it how they started it. And honestly, I hope Christian decides to hang it up at the same time. Yeah. They both decide, okay. That would be great if they were able to go out together. If they yeah. both just decided, okay, this is it. And, you know, I'm just glad, um, because we even said, you know, within the past couple of years, Edge, you know, he was still getting hurt. And yeah. we were, you know, afraid he was going to hurt himself permanently. And once again, he'd be going out and because he got injured. This time he able to have uh, apparently a barn burner of a match with Sheamus. Uh, I saw clips from what I saw. Yeah, it was an excellent match. If that's his last match with the company, he went out with a bang. Right, and I'm pretty sure you know he chose Sheamus, you know. Yeah, he, he did. That's who he wanted. So yeah, yeah. Um, no, reverting real quick back to the NWF. Larry D also put over Star Rider. I just figured I'd awesome. also mention that. That's awesome. Yep. So, uh, the Star Rider who we just had on the show a couple weeks ago, you know, great guest, super super nice guy by the way. <laughs> if you ever meet him, I mean, he really is. Um, you you can just you tell see the, uh, the No Holds Barred match went the way we hoped it went mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sure did so um and i saw well from my angle like we just saw the following and we heard the table crash <laughs> no now i've seen the video from a different angle you know yeah but, um but you know that table kind of you know edge and christian the tlc matches with the hardys and uh yep. the dudley boys i mean those matches i mean for their match at WrestleMania 2000 and then their match again at, at WrestleMania X7, 17. Mm-hmm. Both of those won match of the year for PWI, didn't mm-hmm. they? Yep. And there's reasons for that. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, and I know Matt Hardy, he's gotten over the whole Lita thing now. Yeah. That was 20 years ago. He's gotten over it. He's married with three kids, four kids. I mean, it's like every I year think, she's having a new uh, kid. Yeah. I think, I think they're at four. And, you know, so he's doing well for himself and him, you've seen like, you you see him and Edge actually, they're mm-hmm. back being friends again. I mean, of course, yeah. there for a while, Matt Hardy, he was legitimately upset, you know, so. And rightfully so. Rightfully I mean. so. <laughs> I mean, um, but Lita's also in the Hall of Fame. The Hardys will go in the Hall of Fame. We know that. Mm-hmm. They should. Uh, you know, Cameron's favorite sons. That's the way I put it. Yeah. And. And I'm just, I'm happy that Edge is finally able to, you know, because yeah. you know, it was just gnawing at him like every day that, you know, he mm-hmm. could not leave it the way he wanted. And I know, I mean, uh, trust me, life's unfair, you know, and yeah. it sucks. But for him to get that second chance, because not everybody gets that. I mean, he, he took advantage of it. He was appreciative of it. And now, but he's finally able to kind of, you know, get that, the closure that he kind of deserves, mm-hmm. yep. you know, so Oh, and I'm trying to think what other news besides I just saw Hulk Hogan had a news news piece about all the drugs he used to take. What, all the, oh, 
Hogan, no one cares. Everybody knew you were uh, drugged out. You uh, were well, either roided like, out or coked out, one of the two. Well, he's actually talking about the painkiller addiction he had because of all the surgeries. Um, mm. Well, he well now we, the the crux of the story was and now he's doing CBD because Flair and Tyson, Mike Tyson, have turned him on to CBD, and mm-hmm. he said now he said he he does that and his joints all of a sudden the aches go away right you know the aches and pains go away immediately just about mm-hmm. uh and he said you know of course all the back surgeries he had from the eight thousand leg drops I mean you jump up you land right on your butt yeah yep. it's going to cause a lot of back injuries. Both hips have been replaced. His knees are shot. So. And and he also said facial surgery from the many times uh, he took impacts there too. And I'm like, you know what? I never thought about that, but I guess that would that yeah. would happen. So, um, uh, what about uh, Cash Wheeler getting arrested? Yes, uh, I haven't seen much much of it after that. You know, but uh, that he's still. Um, He's still going all out in Wembley, really, because he hasn't been convicted yet. Ah, Tony, Tony, Tony Khan said, uh, "Once if he if he gets convicted, then they will, you know, deal with the con- you know he will right. be given consequences then." But he hasn't been convicted yet. Investigations ongoing, so he can still compete because. You know, Tony Tony Khan was sweating because that's a marquee matchup on that show. The FTR defending the tag titles against the Bucks. This is the third the third match in the trilogy. Mm-hmm. And that's this weekend, isn't it? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I see the Bucks winning the tag titles. Uh, Bucks are talking about concentrating on tag wrestling again. Um, and FTR have been talking about hanging it up. They said they didn't know how much longer they were going to do it. I mean, FTR has built themselves into one of the best tag teams ever. I mean, and they, they collected belts across the world. And they're good. That's the reason they're, why they, oh man, God, they're good. they're good. I mean, every time I see them wrestle, I see Tully and Arn. Yep. They, and they have that same where they can just look at each other and know what the other one needs or wants. And they don't have to talk in the ring. They, everything they do is just seamless and just smooth. And it's like, they're just phenomenal tag team. Uh, and one of the things, this is something I actually thought was pretty classy. When Jim Neidhart passed away, the very next match they had on whichever show it was, Raw or SmackDown, um, they actually did. Was it the heart attack? The heart attack. Yep. Yep. In tribute to, to Jim, Jim Neidhart. Neidhart. Yeah. And then when uh, Brody Lee passed away, uh, his nickname was the Big Rig. So they changed the name of the Shatter Machine to Big Rig. So uh, a true, true tag team, not just two individuals put together. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were a true team. They worked on on or they work on team moves mm-hmm. and you can tell, I mean, the, the work that they put in to get those moves down and, you know, I hate, I hate to see them break up, but I mean, if they're, if they're calling it a day as far as wrestling, like we said with Lacey Evans. Well, they're talking about hanging it up. They don't know how much too long they're doing it, but there have been rumors too, that once their AEW contract is up, they may go back to WWE for their final run, especially since, <clears throat> 
Vinnie Mac is not in charge and won't have them doing stupid things like Usy cream and all that crap that and, he had them doing. Shaving each other's backs. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. Ugh. It's, but, mm. uh, yeah, Cash Wheeler's still going to get to compete. Um, he had a road rage incident and unfortunately he stopped, uh, stopped somebody and was waving a handgun at him. And it's like, oh, mm, that'll do it. That's not a good look. Nope. And the headline, all they had to do was say Florida man. And yeah. So say he became Florida man. Yeah. Um, wow. And besides that, I, I don't know of any other news. I think that's and, really about it. I mean, uh, actually that? things have been quiet on the CM Punk being a control freak front. And, um, speaking of CM Punk and really this is more about, uh, Phil Brooks. <laughs> You know, he's on the the show Heels. You know, he's yes. actually a little bit more of a role during this one. I mean, it's still, you know, a bit part. I mean, he's he's not playing anything major, but he's actually doing pretty right. decent on there. Mm. You know, so um that show the um if you haven't if you haven't caught it, go check it out. I mean, it, it actually is really good. Mm-hmm. And because I mean you're looking at like kind of the inner workings of an indie company, you know, but it but it's looking at the wrestlers as the people behind the characters, not just, yeah, you know, they're, they're not just the wrestlers and, um, but it is really good and I've enjoying it. Um, you know, I just have to remember when it comes on, uh, it's because I've watched the, the episode that aired last Friday or debuted or dropped last Friday. Cause you can watch it on demand. I watched it yesterday. Um, and so I've been catching them like four or five days after they, <laughs> you know, they yeah. actually come on. Um, but yeah, definitely go check that out. And yeah, I watched that one. Then I also finished, finally finished watching the past couple of weeks. You know, the things that you, you can do well, the, when you don't have a job is you can watch a lot more TV shows than what you did before. I watched mm-hmm. the last season, last season of Big Bang Theory. I watched the last season of Ozark and you know, catching up on Hills, which Ozark, wow. That's a, that's oh, a, yeah, Ozark is. I love that show. Yeah. I need to watch it again. It's fantastic. Did you watch the last season? You know, mm-hmm. four. Yeah. Ooh, and people were dying left and right. Oh yeah, yeah. And, uh, as JBO would say, they were stacking bodies like cordwood. <laughs> yeah, they were. Yeah, because I got to thinking. I was like, "What is the body count on that show?" <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and sometimes you just knew somebody's better get killed, but it was that you know more than once. I'm like. Oh. <laughs> you know but but the thing is it's kind of like ozark like whenever somebody did get killed it it was always a reason it wasn't just yep. a random it wasn't just ran it wasn't just bodies just to have bodies drop it was there was always a good reason for well, whoever got killed i'll say there's a reason when darlene would kill people it was just because you know she just got mad spur of the moment knee-jerk reaction and they're mm-hmm. like, hey, darling, they forgot to give you your onion rings. <sighs> oh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, she just had a hair trigger temper. And she, oh, yeah. She was just a psycho. It's oh, just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but all right. So hopefully, you know, we can record this Thursday um, this weekend. I'm going to be taking my daughter back up to college, you know, so we're back back to that. Um in a few weeks, my wife is going to be having surgery. We actually know the date. I'll tell you about it when we're off the air. 
Okay. You know, so I don't know how that's going to affect recording, ladies and gentlemen, but we'll have to see because making sure my wife is taken care of while she's convalescing from her, she's having foot surgery. I mean, it's not a huge deal, but I mean, I still have to mm-hmm. make sure she's taken care of. So I don't know how that'll affect the recording, but we will see. Yeah. You know, so, uh, but in the meantime, for now, I'll just say goodbye and God bless. God bless.